Welcome to Homer Collective. I'm Pat Ward. And I'm Taryn Mal. And today we're talking about friendship. No matter the age, making friends can be tough. Maybe you moved a lot growing up, which made making friends difficult. Maybe you had a lot of friends when you were younger, but have struggled to find your people as an adult. Or maybe you've always struggled making friends. Chances are, even if you've had close friends, those friendships have changed as you've gotten older. So what do you actually do when you don't feel as close to your friends anymore? The pandemic especially has caused many of us to think, rethink our friendships. During longer periods of isolation early in the pandemic, I heard many clients say they sort of reevaluated their friendships at that time. So who are the people that meant the most to them? And if they were honest, what state were their relationships actually in? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about friendship, not only discussing the challenges of making friends, but we're going to be talking about the role that intentionality plays in maintaining positive relationships with our friends and why that's important in the first place. If you're a human being on this planet, there is no, there's no one this topic doesn't pertain to. So we hope that you'll take a few minutes to listen in. So, Pat, why is it so difficult to make new friends? Well, first of all, it's really vulnerable. You really have to put yourself out there. My very best friend in elementary school, she literally walked up to me on the first day of school and asked me to be her friend. And that's all that it took. I think we were in like first grade. That's all it took. I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. And somehow we've lost that kind of courage as we've aged. We don't walk up to people. At least I don't walk up to people as an adult and ask them, hey, will you be my friend? Right? Yeah. It's hard to be that honest. It's hard to admit that we're even open to establishing a new relationship or making a friend. Yeah. And as you get older, there's less and less like natural places for you just to to mix up with people. I mean, you see people at work, but sometimes those can be complicated relationships and places for friends. Um, but you, the, other than that, there's not a lot of places where we're interacting with people um, just randomly, like on the school playground or like a lot of settings when we were in college. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it takes even more vulnerability and intentionality the older that you get. And I think that that's due to this fear we have of rejection. So yeah. Our desire for friendship might not be reciprocated, maybe because the person we're hoping to establish friendship with already has a plethora of friends. They don't need any more friends. Or there's an actual perception that the other person is rejecting me personally, right? Like, oh, man, yeah. I'm not cool enough that they really want to get to know me. And that rejection can be really painful. Yeah, absolutely. Another challenge is that there are sometimes the life differences. So the stage of life can determine the amount of built-in opportunities we have to make friends, just like we were just talking about um, being in different a different place in life uh, than many of the people around you. We hear that a lot in uh, people who are single and out of college in our college town they have a hard time finding their sense of community. We hear that from people who go through a divorce and are now in a different stage than a lot of people that are, that are at their same age. And so that can be a struggle sometimes as well. Yeah. Whether or not you have kids, don't have kids, that can be hard. I know navigating that my husband and I currently don't have kids. When our, a lot of our friends do, it's just hard. They have to find babysitters, right? Just practically getting the stars to align sometimes to hang out can be really, really challenging. And it takes time. You know, time can be in short supply for a lot of people. And so I, I do think we become these little time economic economics. My husband's an economist, <laughs> so I should be able to say that word. Economists. <laughs> he is totally going to listen to this and scold me for not saying that word right. 
Right. We become little time economists where we try to decide which relationships and commitments <laughs> deserve an investment. And it's really hard when we're starting out with this blank page for a new connection. Yeah. Part of the reasons it's easy uh, to make friends in, in college and other seasons is just because we have so much more time. But once you get out of that, you got a lot of commitments. Um, it's hard. It's hard to, to know where who to give time to in a way that could pay off relation relationally for you later on i think i think one final reason that there's a challenge uh that making new friends is a challenge is there's just not a roadmap for it if i if i was single and i wanted to find somebody to date or if i wanted to find a partner i would get on bumble or i'd get on hinge i'd put my best selfie i had out there and then hope that somebody you know swipes left or right or whatever hope somebody swipes on me and then we could start from there like there's a roadmap at least in our modern time to creating new relationships that way but there's really not a roadmap for friendships and what are the steps that it takes to create new friends so i've actually been thinking about this because taryn you and i are friends we're in real life not just in podcasting and i was thinking about how we became friends do you remember that yeah it kind of started with this Christmas party that they, we were both kind of new to this scene. Like a lot of people there, we didn't really know where the place in the room was. And it, it was fun because Ron was there, your husband, Sarah was there. And so we were all just kind of over there trying to figure out like, how's this party work? And of course our space here. And so that was a, that was a long time ago. Yeah. We found ourselves in the same kind of corner, which is yeah. observing reading the room right and so we naturally just uh started up a conversation and it really started with that and then we started meeting consistently for um more professional supervision uh it's just something that therapists do is get together to kind of um, check in with each other maybe do some consultation that kind of thing and so we really started kind of really developing our friendship through that weekly time that we had set aside to yeah. do that yeah and that was such an important part of a season like um because most of that happened during the pandemic during this time when our profession was undergoing a lot of different changes and questions and during the time when everybody's life was getting complicated and you know i when i think back on that stage i mean you and the other person we were in that conversation with were some of the only people i talked to other than clients or my immediate family during the week and so you know that 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 is a really important part to me of that season in life and uh, i think things changed one day we got in a conversation about aliens and we, we were both like <laughs> i don't know how to take this and i don't really know what i think about this and so we had kind of a, a sad conversation about aliens and i think i think after that that's when we became friends and uh that's all I, that it I, takes is just talking about aliens so yeah our, about our own viewpoint about extraterrestrials really helps solidify this friendship and now we co-parent this relationship uh, this uh this podcast together so, <laughs> yeah that's fun yeah that's fun and, and that's you know that's the story of how we became friends and it's so unique to to us right and that's the thing about forming new friendships is they're unique they're like you said there's not a roadmap for it even yeah. just to think about like what's the last new friendship that i made it's so weird it's so awkward we were kind of talking about this before we hit record today because I had a hard time even remembering who that person was. And then when I did, I was like, Ooh, if I said like you were the last friend that I made, that would be so embarrassing. And so awkward, right. right? If right. I went up to that person and said like, we're friends, right? Like, can I truthfully say you're the last friend that I made? It, yeah. it just feels so vulnerable and so awkward. 
Yeah, like I I would be open to talking about it, but if my new latest friend was listening, like that would be weird. And what if I didn't think that? What if they weren't getting the same idea as I was? Like it it just brings to the surface so much awkwardness. So why don't you out there in podcast land, like think about the last real friendship you made? It may have been way back in the past, or it may have been recently. But think about what what it would mean to try to articulate that, and you get a real sense of the challenge here for uh, creating new friendships. It doesn't mean it's not important. It's not worth us getting out of our comfort zone for, but it definitely will require us to get out of our comfort zone. So shifting gears a little bit after you take a moment to do that, I think it's also important to talk about why it's so difficult to maintain friendships Yeah, because people change. You're likely not the same person you were when your friendship first began. And because you change, because we change, you may have different values or beliefs than you had the, you know, when the friendship started. And so sometimes that can cause a little bit of a chasm and some awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's worth just acknowledging that some friendships are friendships of convenience because we're in the same place at the same time. And we, you know, have the same needs as we're going through the same type of season. And so some friends are convenient, uh, means we share similarities Um yeah, that are temporary and sometimes it can sometimes it can hurt when we realize oh this wasn't this wasn't like some deep uh connection this was actually just a, a friendship of convenience it's okay but um but sometimes that realization can be difficult um and people change and i've heard i've heard people in the past this has been helpful for me that some people come in your life for a reason some people come in your life for a season and some people come in your life forever and there's there's um different you know practical needs that are met by all those people and so um i think that's really true yeah and sometimes you know maybe there's something more going on in a friendship like feeling the friendship is a bit unequal like feeling like you just kind of perpetually give and give and give and and don't really receive much. And, and that kind of, I almost like fight this feeling of like selfishness saying that, because I think I'm guilty of maybe being one of those friends who feels like <laughs> I can give and give and give. Right. Yeah. But I have needs too. And I, I would say my closest friendships are the ones where somebody, a friend actually asks me how I'm doing and how my day is going. And I'm not the one who's reaching out to them consistently. Right. Saying like, I have to initiate every time in order for this to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so there is a conversation as friendships mature. Um, one of the things that I encourage people with is to think about friendships, not as binary, like we're friends or we're not friends, but in terms of orbit. So mm-hmm. just like the earth orbits around the sun, um, if we were any closer, we would burn up. If we were any further away, we would freeze to death. And so part of what we need to do is to try to figure out and help our friends figure out what is the right orbit that works for us. And, um, and sometimes we have to have conversations, especially if we feel like things are unequal. It's like, Hey, I feel like I'm always reaching out to you, but you never text me and invite me to come do things. And so that can be awkward and difficult, but it can be necessary for maturing relationships. Um, it can also, it's also, um, worth acknowledging that friendships can be affected by unresolved conflicts or grudges. And if you walk with somebody, um, long enough, you're going to see them on a bad day and they're going to make mistakes or they're going to, they're going to hurt you in ways maybe they didn't even realize. And so a lack of conflict resolution in our friendships, um, oftentimes leads to bitterness and resentment. And we have to dig in to that stuff. We have to recognize that it's worth digging in to that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it just takes time and we requires a lot of patience 
especially as we're having maybe some of these harder conversations or resolving conflict, you know, if there's, if there's been conflict there, if we don't talk about that, the bitterness and resentment can definitely creep in. Um, It can really damage our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't often, in fact, we rarely realize how important friendship is to us, to our needs emotionally. We don't, we don't often see the important things over the urgent things in our life, but friendship is definitely one of those. Like friendship is not going to make demands of us though. It does. It is, it is essential. I think to having a balanced uh, and healthy life. And, but a friendship doesn't help us make more money. It doesn't help our kids function better. It doesn't help us get more sleep. It doesn't guarantee to entertain us as much as TikTok. And so it's just, it's easy to neglect them over time. And um, as we were putting this podcast together, I think there's some, there's some really important things to be said about why um, friendships are important. And, uh, you know, if I'm going to use counselor ease for a minute, I think that friendships are essential because they help us with our identity formation and maintenance. We know ourselves better when we know ourselves in relationship with other healthy people. Uh, we see who we are in the way that we relate to others, especially people who we choose to be around or who choose to be around us, not families or coworkers, people who have to be around us. But we we actually see ourselves differently that way. Um, I think this is essential in the early years of development. We need to encourage our kids to have healthy friendships. But this is still really important uh, later on in life as we see we can see the healthy and the unhealthy part of ourselves in these kind of relationships um that there's a dolly parton song that says uh you can't make old friends and i do think that 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 part is true hanging on to relationships that go through different seasons um is really is really helpful for us i'm so blessed in my life to have a friend that you know when i got dumped in college he was the person that i called that helped me with that when i was trying to figure out what it meant to be married later on to someone else what it meant to be married later on he helped me with that when i was trying to figure out how to manage stress as a parent he was there for that and that's been a a huge blessing in my life yeah i think you're really talking about intimacy right we don't talk about intimacy and friendship very often we often talk about it in romantic relationships but that's what this is this is life can change around us but I still know that you know who I am as a person. And I feel like there's a sense of belonging to you, right? And you to me. And so, yeah, you really can't make old friends when that is true. Yep. Friendships are often built around some sort of leisure activity. And those things, too, are really good for our mental health. And so having a friend that you can go for a run with or a hike or go get coffee and talk about that coffee, right? <laughs> those are all really good things for us to be able to share our interests with the people in our lives. Yep. Friendships create a third space for us too, like a space that's not necessarily at, at home or at work. This was kind of the Starbucks model. This is why Starbucks was so successful because they created a third place for people to be and hang out and friendships create that for us emotionally as well. So we have a place to go to seek advice from people who don't have quite as many, um, there, there's not quite as much pressure. There's not quite as many complicated connections there, but it's somebody who can just see us, ask us questions. We need to answer honestly and uh, point out things that may be in our blind spots. And friendships lead to better marriages. And that's why we need other trusted people um, just there to spread out some of our emotional needs and to seek advice from. And that's just why it's important um, to have those friends. Friendships are also fun. I mean, there's no obligation. It comes up at times, right? But but the most part, like these relationships stay light and are just really fun. Yep. 
All right. So here's here's the practical part of it. How tips for making new friends. Uh, if you're in a season where you need some, maybe you've been through something hard and you realize there was a lot more. You did a lot more alone than you thought you would. Um, and so tips for making new friends. The first is to be honest. Your perception or judgment of other people um, will only close you off to getting to know new people and making new friends. So we all have a bias. We all are prone to judgment. Um, of people, even if they're just a little bit different from us, but don't let those judgments get in the way of, of getting to know people who are different from you. Don't be narrow minded. Um, your friends don't have to be the same age, gender, ethnicity, or faith background as you. So being open um, really opens yourself up, self up to more potential friendships. And it does kind of require us to be honest with ourselves about what those judgments and perceptions are. It just helps us know how open am I really being, right? Accepting new invitations, you know, we get it. You're busy. Everyone's busy. You're not alone in that. You're not unique. (laughs) Accepting invitations, making that a priority. If you want to make new friends, it's really important. Even if you're invited to something you don't think you'll necessarily enjoy, maybe go anyway. See if there's someone there who also doesn't really enjoy that thing right <laughs> say no to invitation or saying no to invitations um can often cause people to stop inviting you because they maybe that sense of rejection comes up for them like oh obviously they don't want to be there or they don't want to get to know me and so just remember that when you're invited you're invited for a reason somebody invited you because they noticed you they they wanted to get to know you and that's the reason why they invited you so try accepting those invitations yeah Another thing is to be proactive. Friendships often grow out of situations. So maybe you need to be the one to extend an invitation sometimes. Maybe you need to be the one to try to group other people together and see um, what the, the dynamics of those conversations are and what, what you feel like um, you find attractive about that or find engaging about that. Um, put yourself out there by finding a group to join in or a place to volunteer. This could be a, a book club or gym or church or some kind of um, need in your community that's being met by an organization. Um, One of the best places to start is to think of your interests, like what really, what really already naturally stirs up your desire to give your time and energy to something. Start there and look for other people who have that. At least you already have that in common. Um, You may want to look to social media or an app that matches you with potential friends. I Taryn was saying she's heard of people who've made good connections on an app like, that's geared towards friendship. I, I don't know that I've ever heard of dudes who got to be friends on a, on an app, but I'm sure that it can happen. This is a modern world. And so that's something that, that may be a part of your proactive plan there. Other people are beginning to notice that this is a, this is a, a struggle that people have and they're using technology to help connect people who may be looking for new connections and new friendships. Um, and then the last thing is that it may also require you to be proactive and saying, hey, I really enjoy hanging out. Let's do this again. Or I, I'm in a season where I'm looking for some new connections and new friendships. Um, if you're looking for that, too, like let's try to figure out ways um, to do this together more. Um, it, sometimes if you're in the stage of life that I'm in with having three kids, sometimes it's easier to be connected to other people who have kids the same age. And so one of the things that I've started doing is inviting like fathers and sons do something with me and my son. And that's just an easy way for us to, to create um, a chance to hang out together, but it's just another way that I have to be proactive and I have to be intentional about that. Yeah. Also just kind of lastly, take a a little time to be reflective. 
So oftentimes kind of the question we tell single people is to ask themselves, am I the kind of person, the person I'm looking for is the person I'm looking for is looking for, right? Like it's a little confusing. Am I the kind of person, the person I'm looking for is looking for. Uh, And this applies to friends as well. If I want to make stable friendships with healthy people, I need to start hanging around places where those people actually are. And I need to be healthy myself. I need to deal with my stuff and I need to address anything that may be getting in the way of me being stable. That's right. That's right. So those are tips for maintaining and for creating new relationships. Here's a couple of things that you may want to consider in maintaining your current relationships. First is the same, the same as creating new relationships. It takes intentionality to mature and to continue to keep connections going with, with previous friendships and current friendships. So it takes a bit of intentionality. Be the type of friend who remembers significant events in your friends' lives, like when their birthday is or their anniversary of of their anniversary or an anniversary of like a parent's death or something that's been hard. If you need to put that in your calendar, there's no shame in that. Like it shows that you're an intentional friend who wants to keep up with things. Um, show up, show up for events, show up when there's invitations, show up when it requires you to sacrifice your time in some way. Uh, that's a great way to extend um, care and, and concern and love for somebody. And um, it's a way to invest more in your friendship. And then the last one is to, to, to plan ahead and prioritize friendships. So don't just pencil them in, put them down in ink. We, we live in a, uh, in a world where everything gets put down in pencil. And so maybe that's a conversation you need to have with your friend of like, Hey, we need to, we need to put some things down in ink. We need to fight off the other things that may, uh, may come in and take the place of that on our calendar. And um, we just need to spend some time together. And so uh, nobody else is going to put friend time on your calendar for you. You have to do it. And so uh, be intentional about that. The second thing you can do is really work to establish trust. So one way we do that is we say what we mean and we mean what we say. Follow through is a huge part of this. Okay, don't say you'll be somewhere and then text 20 minutes before you're supposed to be there and cancel. Right. That, that establishes my ability to trust that you're actually going to show up when you make plans with me. Don't make promises you don't intend to keep. And, and overall, don't overcommit. Right. Because when you overcommit, there are things that are bound to fall through the crack, cracks on that. And oftentimes that can be our friends. And so yep. whether or not we feel like we can trust each other is a huge part in maintaining friendship. That's right. Uh, also, forgive. And ask for forgiveness. A lot of people have a concept of grace, but grace really shows up in our relationship in real ways, sometimes uh, painful ways. And uh, I think a lot of our life is disposable and tailor-made for our comfort. Um, Everything kind of has settings we can adjust to be perfect for us, but friendships don't always do that. Sometimes we have to make a conscious choice to stick with our friendships even when we go through challenging times, when we hurt each other, when we have to slow down and back up and, and make things right. But, but ultimately, that's what creates a real connection there. Yeah, and ultimately, last, uh, we need to communicate. When things feel off, we need to check in with each other. We need to ask if everything's okay. Don't make assumptions. Um, oftentimes, I think we can assume that our, our friend is maybe mad at us. We did something wrong, right? It could be that they're just busy, though. Or maybe Mm -hmm. don't assume that they're just busy, right? Maybe I actually did do something, right? And so I need to check in and see just what's going on there so that we can talk about it. And conflict can often come from these assumptions that we make. And then clarification opens us up for dialogue. Then if something is wrong, we can work through that. 
we might also have to define the relationship through different kind of stages of life or seasons. So set aside moments to have that DTR conversation. <laughs> this is especially helpful while navigating these different seasons of life and, and differences, like I said earlier. And um, if I'm not sure where I kind of stand with someone, maybe I open myself up to having that conversation with them. Hey, like, d- does this relationship still matter as much to you as it does to me? How can we work at creating some time to make sure we're connecting? And then lastly, just gratitude is so important. So make sure you're saying thank you. Uh, It's one of the best ways to reinforce our behavior and continue it. So if we say thank you for showing up, thank you for for trusting me, thank you for being a trustworthy friend, chances are our friends are more likely to show up in those ways for us in the future. Just it means a lot. It also means a lot to hear thank you when I'm carving out time to be intentional with that friend. Friendships help meet so many important needs for us, but it's becoming more and more challenging to make and maintain those relationships. Hopefully today you've learned some new ways of looking at the relationships in your life and feel a little bit more confident in pursuing new ones. Uh, if, if upon reflection you discover some patterns in your friendships and past that confuse you, or if you discover some wounds that haven't quite healed yet and you may need a little help with that so they don't impact relationships going forward, that may be a good thing to, tr- to talk about with a counselor or with another trusted person in your life. We appreciate you listening. And to connect with us more, you can go to patwardcounseling.com or taryncooper.com. That's Taryn with a Y. We'll see you next time.